With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Jamie and Melinda. Jamie, how's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. You? Yeah, sound. And Melinda, yeah. Now you've been for a run in uh, Hurricane Katrina there in Manchester. How are you getting on today? <laughs> um, now, now that I'm dry, um, I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I uh, don't think I've been out the house today. It's just, it's horrendous out there. And it's just, uh, it's really Awful. bad. Like, uh, Awful weather. Yeah. But uh, I think we're all still buzzing, aren't we, after Everton 3, Newcastle United 0. I'll say that again. Everton 3, Newcastle <laughs> United 0. <laughs> what a night that was. Jamie, I know you were at the game on Thursday. What day is it? Yeah, it's Thursday. Um, just give us your overall thoughts first. We'll go into detail, but just give us your overall thoughts on how buzzing you are with Thursday night. Oh, best I've felt in a long time, to be honest. I know we've won games and this season's probably been, forget the 10 point things, but we've won a lot more games this season than we sort of expected to. That one tonight was uh, Thursday. Sorry, was uh, it just it just felt amazing. I know Everton win always feels good, but that one just felt extra special. Um, How many times have you watched it? All of it. I don't know. I think I've watched every single Newcastle video, every single Everton. <laughs> I've watched every fan reaction video. Watch every honestly, yeah. God, yeah, three four times. You know, videos of things I've never probably have watched, but. Honestly, mate, I can't express how buzz. I, th- I think I'm still buzzing out. It sort of can't get. It's bringing me into the ground tomorrow. Yeah, I watched the funny one with a lad staying in the Adelphi Hotel. Yeah. Now, if anyone knows the Adelphi Hotel, knows that you don't stay in the Adelphi Hotel. No. And he'd gone back after the game, and none of his lucky was working in the room, and he was freezing cold all night. And it was just like, wow, all that way for that. I mean, might be the Real Madrid of the Northeast, but you're still getting the Adelphi treatment there, aren't you? But Melinda, I know you were out on Thursday. You went out to watch the game. There's a few funny videos of you watching it in a in a bar in Manchester. You're quite animated with your Everton shirt on. Uh, just give us your thoughts as well and how buzzing you are. Because we all love Newcastle, don't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, top of my list. Absolutely love them. Gosh, love to pummel them. That's what I like to do. Um, it was amazing. So me and my flatmate Tiff, we went out to uh, a uh, pub in Manchester and we watched it and there was about three Everton fans in this pub and there was a, a good amount of Newcastle fans in there to be honest which I was like okay sure um, and they were like giving it loads all night and just the absolute satisfaction of scoring was just like and in the back of my mind you know I'm sitting there thinking okay I know we're like one nil up I know we're two nil up but I'm like 
wait, 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 maybe been here before. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was going through my head. I'm like, okay, don't get too cocky. Um, but uh, no, when that third goal went in, it was just absolute magic. And I was, I was just like, I could have cried. Like, I know it sounded like everyone's like, oh, wow, she's like so dramatic. And me and Jamie were joking around the group chat earlier. I was like, it felt like we won like the league. <laughs> like, <laughs> like as a joke, yeah. but it just, it was just such a good feeling. You know what I mean? Like to finally see us get a win at home as well, because that's what we talked about on this pod a lot about is how our home form has been so bad, right? So yeah. but that was really, really great to see. I know we'll get into like more specifics of the match, but no, overall, fantastic night out. Met a couple of really nice blues as well. Um, do listen to the pods if you're listening. Hello, nice to meet you. Um, thanks for listening. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great night. All in all, fantastic win. Yeah, it was what did you think of? Yeah, it was just one of them nights on the under the lights at Goodison where you're like, you're looking around to people and you're like, this is boss. This is why you're here. This is why we we go through it. And it's, it's been a long time coming, but you know, we're giving hugs to complete strangers about seven rows in front of you. And when, when we scored a goal and that was just boss. So I walked out, there's a few broken seats by me where people are standing on them and stuff. And obviously I, on the halfway line, I'm by the Newcastle fans. So it was, uh, we're all the inflatable T-Rexes and stuff like that. It was great. I was actually speaking to a Newcastle fan before, they went in, they they just thought they were gonna roll us over. I asked them what this obsession was with Everton as well. Um, and they tell me it is Jordan Pickford. Um, basically because he's from Sunderland. So they can't stand an entire fan base, an entire club, because our goalkeeper is from Sunderland, which is a bit sad for me. Like But they're uh, wingers from Liverpool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll get on to him. Don't worry about him. Uh I would literally well, rather well, support Jordan Pickford than support any of the Newcastle fan base. So, and their manager we'll Sony, we'll, by the way. We'll literally take Jordan Pickford over y'all all day. So, not asked. Yeah. <laughs> their manager's never Tonyan as well. So, that's love that. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that's why we uh, we got the three points. Nice one, Eddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cheers, mate. Up the toffees. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, let's stick with you for a bit. We'll go into details of the game and stuff. What What were your feelings when? The team sheet was announced and you seen that James Coleman had returned. I was obviously like ecstatic because it was just so amazing to see his, his name in on the team sheet again. But it, it, there was a part of me as well that was like, are we sure he's ready? And then what had happened in the match, obviously, you know, he did come off. And do we know, do we have any updates on, is, is he all right? Like, you know, because he did look like he was struggling a little bit there before he, he got looked all right off, at the end there when he was doing he the, did at the end. Yeah. Honesty, like... <laughs> Definitely. So, I hope he wasn't rushed back and I do hope he's all right. But yeah, no, it was, it was great to see his name on, on that team sheet again. He, he's, he's our captain. Like if it's any game for him to, to, you know, he probably was saying to Daesh, like, you know, I want to be in that game. Like that's about a big game for us. Put me in that game, you know? So I think he was definitely a part of that win. Um, he brings just such a, just such an energy with him. Like he, he, he is the club. Like he's just, you know, he is our captain rightfully so. And just, yeah, it was great to see him back out there, but I just really don't want to, I want to make sure he's all right. And I just don't want to make sure we're not going to rush him, rush him back. Yeah. I think I've noticed with Coleman, I don't know if anyone else has, Avon Tarkovsky next to him seems to have lit a fire underneath him. Cause he oh, can yeah. recognize that, that he's a, he's a proper captain as well. And Absolutely. the lad behind him in goal is a captain. So them three together, and they've got this bringing this kid through with them, Jared Brantwaite. It, it's a nice little mixture, isn't it? But uh, it's, it's, Jamie, it probably what, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say quickly. It's just it's probably nice for him to know that you know eventually. I'm not gonna say it, but eventually, when you know there is a new permanent captain, um, that it, it's it's in the right hands. So it's probably comforting for him to know that, right? That 
this yeah. club's going to be all right. So, yeah. love you, that'll be Ashley. That'll be Ashley Young when he's about 49 years old. Please stop. He'll be the, be the next <laughs> captain. But stop. Jamie, but, yeah, actually, he, he was to... all right. He was all right, actually, yeah, to be fair. So, yeah, he was sound. He was sound. He was. He had a good game here. Mm-hmm. Jamie, just want to go into more of the team selection. How did you feel when you seen that James Garner, obviously, he had the sickness bug in the week, so he obviously couldn't play. And we were in our group chat and we were putting all these mad formations together. We were saying Coleman might play centre-back. Um, we just didn't know what was going on. We thought someone even said that Ashley Young could play centre-mid. It was just, it was a strange team that he put out, wasn't it, really? Or was it? Did we all forget that Abdullah Zakori is actually a centre-midfielder? What did you think when you seen the lineup? Were you confused by it? Yeah, I think... You had to sort of let it play out a little bit, didn't you, to see the way it set up? Um, it did look like Young was a right wing back at first, and then you know Michalenko was a left wing back sort of thing. But the also it just sort of like I don't know, it looked like they played the phrases after you know 15 20 minutes. It was just like no nerves in the whole any formation part of it, looking at a certain player thinking, Oh, he's going to get exposed now because this new formation. It genuinely looked like. I think they said that as well in this press conference. They've just gone, okay. He said, this is how we're going to set up. And they've gone, yeah, all right. And and they've just gone out and done the job. But I think to have that in your arsenal, to be able to just switch it like that in the same day and they all perform the way they performed, it, it is, a fant- is a credit to the players, really. Yeah, it is. It's nice to see like a little bit of versatility for these players. And, you know, the Corey's played... As the ten behind Calvert Lewin or Beto, and he slots it back into midfield, and then you got Jack Harrison who's been deployed as a winger, and he he's played as the number ten. And for me, that was probably his best game for Everton. I don't know whether you agree with that one. Oh my god! No, you've like, got a soft spot for Jack Harrison anyway. I mean, have you seen the man? Let's get real. Um, no. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, though, it, it's it's funny you bring him up because he was for me that that was I think one of his best games. He was just putting in those crosses and he was just absolutely brilliant for me. Um, I think we need to, I really want to sign him on a permanent deal, you know, like that. And I actually tweeted that like midway through the game. I was like, we need to sign Jack Harrison permanently now. Um, Yeah. He's just getting stronger and stronger as well. And I just, I really, I really do hope as well, you know, he is taking care of himself properly. And, you know, cause I do know when we first got him, you know, he, he did have that injury and, you know, there was some, you know, concern about, him staying fit, but he seems to be doing absolutely brilliant. And yeah, what what a game for Jack Harrison, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is going to sound bad, but Jack Harrison actually frustrated me on Thursday. Did he? What? Yeah, I just for the for at least till at least twenty minutes to go, I thought he was miles away from Calvin Lewin. I just every time Calvin Lewin had the ball down, just a Newcastle player picking the ball up, and I was just watching him, and he was just couldn't get near anyone, and I was like. His legs have gone here. As that number 10, his legs have gone. But then all of a sudden, he just pulls out this run to stop Trippier getting down the line. But honestly, I did. I, I've got to be honest. After the second half, speak your mind. After the second I half, I was talk. looking at him and thinking, yeah. why is he so far away from Calvin Lewin? Like, Calvin Lewin had the ball down. And as a 10, you've got to be waiting for that. That's what your job is. And he looked like he was like, I can't run anymore. I can't get to you because... I just can't physically get up to you. I actually thought he was going off for Dan Juma, personally. At one point, I thought he was going to come off here for Dan Juma. Yeah. Listen, mate, it's, I... all about, it's all about opinions. I honestly thought he had a really good game throughout, for the whole for the entire 90 minutes. Me, personally. Yeah, I like... thought he was tireless, absolutely tireless, running non-stop. 
it's a it's it's great and that's a game of opinions. I mean, you can sit in the same match, see that sit next to each other, but see completely different things. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I I think it's funny. I think like the opposite. I I think like he was getting the ball where it needed to go, but like the it, the like the ball just wasn't getting in the back of the net. Like I think he was doing his job, but on the wings like, he there was, was multiple opportunities, but. Oh. On the wings, getting out on the wing and crossing the ball, that's what we were expecting from a winger. But as a number 10 in that role, I don't think he was close enough to Calvert-Lewin throughout the game. I thought that pressing was, was brilliant from young Harrison McNeil, Calvert-Lewin and Decorey. I thought they all pressed really. And Garner Gay as well, he just goes about his job brilliantly for me. Like, but Yeah, he had yeah, a good game. It's, a, it's all about opinions, mate. Um, I thought he had a good game. And I was going to come on to say, because we we'd leathered him after... Man United and McNeil, but I yeah. thought the pair of them put a proper shift in. But Jamie's just threw a cluster bomb into me, uh, my next point there. So uh, I can't come <laughs> on that. Now nah, I'm only messing. What did you make of um, Dwight McNeil? He stepped up, hasn't he, the last two games, Jamie? Yeah, he's, he has. He's supposed to go back to basics, hasn't he? Um, knows he's a lot fitter than what he was. I think he was injured at the beginning of the season. So is he finding his fitness again, um, which is always good. You know, he's pressing to the trip here. His first goal, I thought, was brilliant as well. Just the, the the greediness of him to take it on. He never panicked. He sort of just went, right, this is going straight in the back of the net. Uh, it was the old Dwight McNeil. Well, sorry. The old, the end of last season, Dwight McNeil. Dwight, Dwight McMessy. Dwight McMessy, yeah. And then you can see he's such a confidence player. As soon as he gets that, in the first 15, 20 minutes, if he does something well, he's going to have a good game. But if he does something wrong... He's just gonna go missing, which I think he's got to sort of get out of his game. But I thought he was brilliant. I thought Jack Harrison was brilliant as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Hey, yeah, I, I think so. Then Melinda, see how easy that was. Yeah. So speaking of Dwight McNeil, though, to me, like it was like that Brighton performance last season. Like he just Jamie hit the nail on the head just there. Um, he just looked so calm, composed on the ball like he just like you said he shot that he knew it was going in it was it was a great goal but um yeah I, I think he secretly listened to the Paddock Blues podcast and he was like oh they all wanted to drop me no I need to I need to start doing my job again but uh no he absolutely they his his form in I thought he was brilliant I thought it was absolutely brilliant yeah he has got a fuck off brownie t-shirt on underneath that Everton shirt off that shirt like so <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh Little boxers that say Mellow's a twat. <laughs> he likes you, Jamie. Stupid, not, stupid, stupid value, American. Not, 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 not on me. Yeah. yeah. Just another player, and you touched on him earlier, Melinda, and he's a player that we're not really fussy on. Let's be honest. Not I don't think many Evertonians are, but I watched him closely on Thursday, and he runs as bollocks off Ashley Young. Honestly, he doesn't stop. Now, people will say that's, that's what you'd expect from a professional footballer. That's the bare minimum. Any footballer should give you this work rate, but you can see why he's in the team. I mean, people are calling for Dan Juma. Dan Juma's never going to get in the team over Ashley Young while he's he's putting that work rate. I think it was in the 95th minute, the ball was on the Newcastle left. He closed them down, it went into the middle, he went and went right onto the right, and he was still closing it down at full speed. This is a 38-year-old who clearly looks after himself. Um, no, just, you know, we, we, we give him stick, but... I thought it was really good. He was really good on Thursday, me personally. What I don't do you know think who's I don't know who's gave him stick because I've always like praised the man. <laughs> like I've never said a bad thing once about him. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, I hold my hands up. Um, he 
absolutely put in like what a shift he put in oh my god he he was brilliant um I looked at his little heat map thing as well after Everton had like tweeted that out and I was like he was literally like he was like a like a fly on shit he was just everywhere like it was just amazing it was so good like it it was really great to see that from him as well and I'm sure that's done wonders for confidence for him personally as well as a player you know so um he did tweet or tweet tweeted something or puts me on Instagram like you know, something about the haters or something. He's like, if you know, you know. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, Fabian Delph, wasn't it? <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. It, it felt like, like a little bit of the Fabian Delph dig, but. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, but you know what? He's acknowledged, you know, that he's, you know, he's done well. And, you know, he just needs to continue to build on that. And um, I know Ashley Young is not so young, but God, you wouldn't have thought it on Thursday. He he was, he was brilliant. Love, love to see that. Yeah. You... More of that from Ashley Young, please. You missed the opportunity to call him Ashley Older. Mm-hmm. It was it was an open goal for you that one there. Well, I mean, well, I did it, so. say Ashley not so young, so that was kind of like that was yeah. you know it was kind of funny. I it tried. Was it was like, yeah. it's like a, it's like a seven out of ten to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I think while we're talking about everyone, I think it's only fair to talk about the other lads in in the defense. I thought Mikhailenko first half was Everton's best player in the first oh, half. Wow. He was good second half as well. Don't get me wrong, but I thought first half especially, and he's he's now starting to look more and more comfortable on the ball, isn't he? I mean, people said, oh, he's good defensively, he's not very good going forward. He's starting to add different things to his game now. Uh, I'm really impressed. And listen, I was someone who said, I'm not I'm not a Michalenko fan, but listen, he's uh, took my words and shoved them right down my throat and long may it continue. Like, uh, yeah, really good, wasn't he, Michalenko? Yeah, yeah, he was He was brilliant, mate. He was uh, very... He just never let anything phase him. I don't think he's... I've seen him be phased yet by a, a, a winger. Um, I think it was one more one bit where he just run next to that armor on, just got right in front of him, and his experience. I think we forget he's a, he's still a kid. I thought he was fantastic. He's definitely a shout for man of the match for me, and he, you know, but it's more probably for the fact that he's got a brilliant football next to him in yeah. Brandweight. He's got a yeah. lad next to him where he can go. You know what? I don't have to worry if the ball goes goes over me head. He's there. You know, we've all played with players and, you know, sometimes you play on a Sunday and you go, oh, no, that lad's turned up and he's not turned up and I've got to play next to him. You've got to think like that. If Michael Keane was to play with Michalenko, definitely in his mind, I can't go back to him and he'll lose the ball. He just, even though, I know we'll go on to it, but the third goal, it come from him just turning. Because he was like, yes. Yeah, Anthony Gordon. He turned Anthony Gordon. Yeah, it was just way. like, yeah, because I've got my mate behind me who's going who's gonna to sort me out. But uh, but that's a credit to Michalenko as well. Listen, you know, he stepped up his game to match Brantwick's performances. So you now long may I continue with Vitaly Michalenko 100 percent Yeah. Melinda, I'm gonna come for you now. Go on, sorry. <laughs> no, you go ahead, you go ahead. <laughs> no, go on, carry on, go on. I've got to, No, I was just gonna say to quickly, know. like, um, just because t- what Jamie just said there just sparked a couple of points in my mind. But it it's it's interesting because when you're like, so for example, like, you know, when I'm at work and I'm at my job and you're working with like an amazing team. So you've got an amazing team. It, it want, it makes you as well want to be great. You know, it wants you to succeed as well and contribute to the greatness that your team is doing. So for me, like Michelenko now being in that extremely solid backline, you've got, you've got Coleman or Patterson, you've got, um, Tarkovsky, you've got, well, young, young, you got <laughs> Branthwaite, you know, like that to me is like, that's a, that's a bloody brick wall. You know what I mean? So like for him now to be a part of that, he's probably thinking, 
I got to step up here. And I think he's 100% done that. So I've always had a soft spot for Mikolenko. Like I, you know, I've always rooted for him and I'm just, it, it really does make me so happy to see him like just thriving. Cause it's, it's difficult to be away from home. We do know what he's been through probably you know in his, in his personal life because of mm-hmm. everything that's going on. And so it's probably just doing wonders for him as well. Like, and I know I always say this, I'm sorry, so sick of hearing it, but I do think when people have a strong mental mindset that comes from things like, you know, good results and positive feedback and you know you're moving forward and you know what you're doing with your career that's going to show on the pitch and I think for him it 100% has yeah I agree with you um you mentioned Jared Brantwick before and I think it's just testament to how good he is that I haven't even wrote nothing down about him because I just expect him to be good every game now he's just unbelievable but if any other if any opposition fans are listening, he's up. He's an absolute yard dog don't go anywhere near him yeah Michael Keane should be on the team yeah what are you laughing for what, what my, my favorite thing about Beanthwaite was when the like the final whistle blew and about five Newcastle players just like trudged towards Jordan Pickford and he literally took on all these it was literally just Jared Branthwaite versus like god knows how many Newcastle players like just protecting Jordan Pickford it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life yeah. I love the kid I love him so much I don't like I know what's going to happen and I'm not going to say it out loud but no, don't. Not yet. I'm not going it to say it. Happen. <laughs> it won't happen to Eel Captain Everton into Bromley Mordor. Is right, Jamie. Is right. Yeah, he'll be the captain at Wembley when we beat Newcastle this season. Way, yeah. how way the lads, my yeah. ass. No <laughs> way. Um, we'll come on to Jordan Pickford boiling piss in a minute, but I just want to talk about <laughs> something that, that happened in the first half, and I'm going to come for you, Melinda, because you're the president of the Dominic Carlton fan club. Oof, you know, you, yeah. you're always telling everyone, are you the president? What was that miss? What was that? <laughs> Honest what to was God, that? my head just fell into my hands because I was gutted for him because I knew how badly, because I'm the president of the thing. Of course you are, yeah, so yeah, I, so yeah. I'm, very, I'm very, very close with him. Like we're, we're, not, we're on a first name basis, me and Dominic. So, um, me and Dominic. Dominic. Well, it, he prefers Dominic actually. So <laughs> only I would know that because we're on a first name basis. So, um, <laughs> but, but like, I, I just, I, I felt it like, I was like, shit. And that was the, you know, the, I wasn't like mad. I wasn't fuming at him. Like, I wasn't like, how did you miss that? Like, it was more just like, I feel pain for you. Like that pains me because I'm just like, I know how much, how badly you wanted that to go in and how badly you wanted to get a goal. And I, and I, oh, it was just, it was, I'm sure it was frustrating for him as, as very frustrating for us as the fans as well, because that was an absolute missed opportunity. Um, it just be- sort of begs the question as well, really, w- what's going on with him? Because he I should have thought, had that. Yeah. I thought he was just trying to burst the net, and I think time stopped for him completely. Yeah, Because he yeah. looks at the lines straight away as if, please tell yeah, me I'm man. offside. Yeah. Please tell me I'm offside. I, I still think he had a good game. Mm, I do. Mm-hmm. I think he he links up everything. I think he is snatching the chances at the moment. Like, But, um, Jamie, I don't know whether you thought it sitting in the ground. You were like, has that just happened? It's so... T- it's so Time just stopped, didn't it, when he, when he had that chance? Yeah, I think everyone sort of turned to the linesman, didn't he? And hooked the flag yeah. went up for him and for us. Um, I'll be honest, I think he, he did play well. You know, his, his, his movement for Don, uh, Dwight McNeil's first goal, I thought was brilliant to take the defender away. Um, that's an experienced run. At first, when he was running, I was like, where are you going? Because I thought McNeil was going to yeah. thread him through and he, it was a mad run, but... That's why he's a professional footballer, and I'm and I'm not because he made that run, opened the game up, and Dwight McNeil put the ball in the net. Um, 
I know he's snatching. I do genuinely know he's snatching and he's so desperate to score goals, but we're so desperate for him to do it as well because we need him. We yeah. need our number nine to be scoring goals. Uh, I don't know, listen, people... Would you, agree, to... would you agree, Jamie, sorry, mate, that he's not a prolific finisher? Uh, yeah, I think people are still... He's not instinctive. This... He's, not, he's an instinctive striker, sorry, but he's not... He, some, he will miss a few chances as well, won't he? Yeah, and I think people are, yeah, you know, people hung up on this Ancelotti Calvin Lewin season. Listen, that lad's got two new legs from that. He also had, uh, you know, as much as we didn't like him, Luca Dinu pinpoint any sort of cost. He hasn't got that at the moment. Um, he had Hammers behind him as well. He'd just put everything yeah. on the plate for him, but Charles knew he'd always help him. He just literally, in that season, people forget he didn't move. That's why he was never injured because he just stood at the job putting the ball in the net. This is it. He's mm. moving his game up. He's still not fit, by the way. People seem to forget that. Yeah, he's still not sharp. He's still not match sharp. And once that kid gets a goal, and then the next game he gets a goal, and then the next game he gets a goal, he's away. I think he is away, and I'd rather him be in the. This might sound a mad analogy, but I'd rather him be in the opposition. The chances and be in the position to miss them than of just standing so. there. Then just you know, yeah. if you if the wing is crossing the ball and Calvin Lewin stand on the edge of the area, you we're all screaming at him. So you know, keep getting in them positions, mate, and you'll honestly you'll put the ball in the back of the net. Well, I think that's what you say about a striker, isn't it? If you're not getting the chances, then you need to start worrying. But he is getting the chances, yeah. And eventually they will start going in. Yeah, of they course they will. They will. And you know, we, we we've proved over the last couple of years we can't cope without him. We just can't. We're just no. a totally different animal with him and well, the team. So. Paul, even this yellow card, maybe before he went off, you know, he stopped the Newcastle yeah. counter attack. He just went, Paul, he must have looked, seen Beto coming on and going, I'm going off here and taking the yellow card. That's a proper centre forward. That's your number nine. So people get off his case because he's not putting the ball in the net. He will. And if he doesn't, Beto will come in because he'll do it. Yeah. Hey. Well, obviously, we took the lead through at Dwight McNeil. Great goal to Corey. He's still chipping in with the goals. I mean, I I thought Decore was off at me personally, but his passing, I thought his passing was terrible oh, in the first half. Well, it's just like trampoline shins was back again, but <laughs> it's you know he popped up that goal and he never hides and he you know we can tell how much he loves Everton Decore. Oh Arguably my god, Sean Dyche's best player since he's got here, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but, but you just mentioned there, uh, Bethel came on for Calvert Lewin. Melinda, I'll come to you. Um, how much did that goal mean to you? That third goal, and did you think it was offside when you first seen it? No, I didn't actually, which is very um uh, a bold statement. Um I I I I thought he was I thought he was miles on, but then they did the replay. I was saying that with the bloody VAR didn't I was like, oh okay. It was like not quite as far off as I thought it was, but um I'm glad it stood because like I was like so emotional when that goal went in for him, you know, like I just I think it was a massive turning point for for him and um, I watched his little post-match interview as well. And it was just, it was so, it was so wholesome. He's just, yeah. no one deserves it more than him. You know, like, I just think it, it was the perfect game, perfect goal, perfect lad for it to happen to just perfect circumstances right through the goalkeeper's legs. It was an absolute, it was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of him. And I just know now that he's got that confidence. I think that's going to do wonders for him as well. Moving forward. Um, he, is an absolutely, you know, he, he, he's a strong player. You, you see him leg it on the pitch and like, he's just, he's a massive lad, isn't he? Um, he's got such a presence about him. And was it, uh, who, well. who, who, he's quick. Yeah. And who, I'm not sure who it was that was chasing him down. It wasn't, it wasn't Trippier. Sure. Who, who was it? Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. And he just, he had no chance. 
absolutely no chance against me. It was just like, behave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no chance. But yeah, it was a great play and great ball from Patterson, by the way. Great ball from Patterson up to up to better. He's done that a couple of times now, hasn't he? Patterson's got a yeah. couple of assists from long balls like that. So uh, yeah, great well, play. Jamie, what about the build-up to that goal? That was Deitch ball in full effect, that wasn't it? I mean... I have to admit, I never realised that we, we were all O-laying, all the passing and stuff like that, but it wasn't until I was like walking home, I thought, no, put about 40, it was 29 in the end, but I thought we put about 40 passes in there for that goal, that was just like, <laughs> I think you put it on, didn't you, if Liverpool or someone scored that goal, it's just getting shown all the time, but because it's a little old Everton, it's there, it just doesn't, does it, but what no. a goal that was. Oh, mate, I, I, I've got to be honest, I actually think he was offside. and I didn't. You I didn't think he was off. Because yeah. I, I never celebrated yeah. it. Didn't you? No. No. No, I can understand why. Because I said to me dad, my dad meant he's off there. I went, no, he's playing him on over there. I didn't know it was Trippier. Yeah. But no, he's playing him on there. Yeah, no. I, I, I Sorry to the fellas sat next to me as well, by the way. Because when he jumped up and down, I went, he's offside him, you know. But that's just the way <laughs> the game's got yeah. you, you know. It, it, the game's got you like that. But listen, when, he, when my mate was like, no, he's not, lad. He's not, you know. I was like, oh, right, okay. And... When that goal went in, when he said, yeah, it's a goal, oh, what a feeling that was. Um, I've got to be honest, I didn't know lay. I'm still scarred from ever lay in Everton. I just, oh, I'm just a bit me. like, no, no, it's just because I'm like, I get nil. it though. Yeah, I've seen Everton yeah. win 2 0 with two minutes to go against these, you know, and then people are laying, I'm going, oh, no. So we're at scored. Yeah. So at 3 0, yeah. I all lied every time the referee blew the whistle, but. Yeah. You know, he's just... It was brilliant for him. Our team goal was just unbelievable, mate. Honest to God. When Pickford knocked the ball to pass in the class, it would be you that ruined it. And he kept it in. I was like, wow. And then, as um, Melinda said, that Fabian Jarre tries to get a better one. He just moves him out the way. Falls over and slices the ball through the legs. Just honestly brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant goal. And a boss moment as well for him. Yeah, I think even he he was similar to you, Beto. I know we've done a big mad celebration, but I think he must have thought there's a chance I might be offside here. So yeah. in a way, I was sort of glad that it went to VAR because I seen him stood on the halfway line when and the referee points to the goal and then he went berserk. Then yeah, it was brilliant. And at the final whistle, everyone's fighting and Beto was just running around doing a lap of honor <laughs> around the ground like we've just won the cup on his own. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's just uh, he just looks so happy to be there. So lad, who had the job in KFC a few years back. You know what I mean? So. But Paul, do you think that gives us something else off the bench though? You know, when a team's pressing us that high and they've moved the back four right up the pitch, for that for someone like Calvin Lewin's not the quickest of players, we know that. So for for Dice to be able to go to Patterson as Melinda said with a ball or Michelenko or whoever plays that ball, for them to know that they can just whip that ball across and he's that quick to get onto it, do you think that is something we should yeah, be exploiting? I do think Calvin Lewin is quick. I do think he is no, just isolated a lot, though. Yeah, but I mean, isn't like when the game goes, he'll always start. So what I mean is like, oh yeah, it's a great six... option to have. Yeah, when uh, yeah, especially at their chasing the game and you put a big presence on like him, and he's deceptively yeah. fast for the size and he just looks like a big bully. But he, he's really quick. Like I want better to. I think we all want better to do well. He was in his interview saying he doesn't really understand why the fans love him so much because he hasn't done nothing yet. But. Sometimes we just take to a player like, and I'm not. I think he's better than Strakulasi, by the way. But there's, there's sort of similarities there. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Where you just you instantly look at them and go, "Yeah, I'm having some of you." Do you know what I mean? They ask you to do this. Yeah, it's called Atik. Yeah, the other day, and they ask you by the way, let's get him back in. <laughs> get him signed. And like, 
sort of touching on what you just said there, Paul, like, and that's just, that's the way we are as Evertonians. Like, that's just, that's just our values. Like if you put that shirt on and you get on that pitch and you give it your all. And I, but I, I will stand by the statement that for me is Beto. He puts that shirt on, he gets on that pitch and he works hard. It may not always go his way, but that day it clicked and it worked and it just, and that's why we, we love players so much that, that are like that, because we're not asking you to, to, you know, be bloody messy, like every, every game, like we're not asking for that, but like, we're just asking you to give 100% when you, when you're, when you're wearing that badge. And and to, for me, that's exactly what he does. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't couldn't agree anymore. Uh, last little point on the game. You agreeing with me, funny. Paul? Wow, what a concept! Oh, I always agree with you. you just, <laughs> I just don't tell you. But <laughs> I'll I'll stay with you then, Melinda, because I know I always agree with you. Um, <laughs> it's just bath of water. I'll spat um, my drink out. <laughs> Almost came out my nose. <laughs> yeah, a funny part of the game. Jordan Pickford, he got a dogs abuse from that Newcastle fans oh, all the way through that game. God. As I say, the inflatable dinosaurs, calling them all kinds, friends with a paedophile were singing songs that were coming out from their end and everything. It's just the uh, thing about these Newcastle fans is, and it probably goes for most fans, if you can't, if you're willing, if you're going to dish it out, you've got to take it back as well, which a lot of their fans couldn't do. I had to walk past their fans on the way home and the screaming, scouse twats and everything else and the their heads have fell off completely. And they all look the same as well with the little tight T-shirts on <laughs> and their airbrush forward as well. But uh, he just, he boiled the piss and he's been waiting for that one for a while, hasn't he? I mean, that at the end there where I think it was Joel Linton and that Bruno run over to him and he just throws his gloves down and says, let's have it then. Yeah. And him and Tarkovsky and as you said, Brantwaite are just, they're in an element there, aren't they? It was, it was funny, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was magical to see absolutely magical yeah it's it, you just hit the nail on the head paul like literally like they they want to dish all this out but they but they can't take it and there was a tweet going around earlier because when you know when the goal went in jordan pickford you know did that to the newcastle fans didn't he f off basically <laughs> and um this account was like up how yours, is it, up yours, up yours yeah how, how how is this allowed like how can this happen he's tagged like the premier league and all this stuff in it and i was like mate that it's like a small fraction of what you even deserve for all the abuse that you give this phenomenal goalkeeper, by the way. It's just classic, classic behavior, isn't it? Like, it's just, but yeah, I'm really glad we got the win. A, a huge part of it is for Jordan Pickford and um, clean sheet for him as well. So he must've been absolutely buzzing, but yeah, that was the best thing ever to see at the end, which like just Jared Brantway, just taking on like three, like three players and just like, He's just massive as well, isn't he? I forget how big he is sometimes. So you put him next to like Jordan Pickford and Jordan Pickford's not little either. He's quite big, but um, it was just hilarious. Like, and it just, it's so wholesome in a way. Like they're all yeah. just, they just look, look after each other. They take care of each other. They got each other's backs, you know? So it does feel like that magic and that spark is coming back into this team now that we have. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great to see. We just, we have to keep, we have to keep it going. We have to keep it going. Yeah, well, Tarkovsky came out today, didn't he? He said, I just love pushing people and getting involved. <laughs> just pushing people away. That was, a, said, whole, yeah. was a hilarious quote. Hilarious quote. And you, I was like, you, I know just like, it. yeah, they're all <laughs> celebrating with Bethel and then Bethel goes on his mad lap of honour. And to Corey and Seamus Coleman and McNeil get onto what's going on at the other end of the pitch and they just leg it over and they all get involved as well. And people will say, you know, what? that's not an easy, you know what I mean? But we haven't seen that for a few years. We just like to see these these players together. Even Coleman, Coleman's lost his head now. I mean, he's yeah. going up to the Gladys. He, 
given it all kinds. You've never really seen that from him, but Jamie, what did he make of it? He's a madman in his own Pickford. He's a madman in <laughs> I absolutely love that man. Oh. Hey, honest to God, I he made a say. I don't know what I think. When he caught him, he lay down. No, um, he kicked the ball and they all the Newcastle fans were because they thought it went out and it never. And then we got a corner from it. Yeah, well, he turned to the Gladysome was going like that. And he actually did. If you want to, if that, if that grass and Newcastle Geordie horse punching barcode wants to have a look, <laughs> if you can go back to that save, he does it again, by the way. He does that arm movement. So if you want to do it again, you know, there's another one you can report. But yeah. I just, I hate them, mate. Honest to God, like, <laughs> and for him, I mean, no, he hates them. And know what I love about it? It's so the shit out of City. Sorry for swearing. No, he doesn't actually directly slide in front of them. He goes towards the park end, but he knows what he's doing. Then he yeah. goes towards the paddock because he knows what he's doing that side. And then in the end, I think he just loses it and goes, what am I going for? It's 3-0 now. Um, <laughs> I just I, I just loved him. I, don't get me wrong, listen. There's games where I don't want that Jordan Pickford to be yeah. in goal. There's games where I want a calm, collected captain, vice-captain Jordan Pickford but in that game, lad, go and do whatever. Let your ADHD and your whatever you've got run wild because you deserve it. What I will say, though, mate, and I, I agree with you 100%, his goalkeeper performance was, was quite mature as an as actual oh, goalkeeper, yeah. wasn't he? He, yeah. he had a good game. Yeah, he was, coming for, it, yeah. he was coming for crosses and he was making sure he'd done his job before it got to him. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, it was still nil-nil when he'd done that. The first sort of his head was going a little bit and I thought, oh, no. Because you've got to go when there Gordon now. Went through. When yeah. Gordon went through, his head went to be... Yeah, and I'm thinking, you've got to... You know, we're still nil-nil, and if they smell that, they'll go for you, sort of thing. But no, you're 100% mate. If you separate that, he, he, he you know, we kept a clean sheet at the end of the day. You know, it's 3-0. He's kept a clean sheet, so that's his job. You sound like fucking asshole, Roy King. But... but yeah, well, I was going to come on to him, because he's come um, on to in the overlap, saying that he's um, between Neville... Target Ian Wright and Roy Keane are asking what one position England need to improve in going into the Euros, and they've all said the goalkeeper again, again. Even though even though they're saying he's never let England down, and Roy Keane says he's not international level. Have you not watched Jordan Pickford for England in their last tournaments? Yeah, we need to be you, mate. Need to be you, Roy Keane. Fucking sausage. It's just, but I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm... People are obsessed with his personality. Just get over it now. That I'm like I'm just not even I'm not even shocked anymore. Like when things that that come out in statements like, like that are made, I'm just like, okay, you don't. Sorry, but you don't know anything about him. Then, like, it's just you know, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. It's like to just take the piss, and it, it's it's not funny. Like it's not funny. It's not cool. It's not hilarious. Like it's not oh haha. Like just shut up. Like just be real. Be practical. Like you know, facts are facts and stats are stats. <laughs> that was a cute yeah. little little rhyme there but no in all honesty though like it, when things like that now come out like we know we were talking about that in the group chat today paul and it's just it's like you know what I'm not going to even waste my breath on people anymore they don't don't even try give give him the time of day like it's just it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous oh, it's, it's, it's embarrassing on their part as well to be honest like that's embarrassing it's just it's nasty now because the lads got mm-hmm. over 50 caps in england he's 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 undoubtedly england's number one there's nobody else pushing him and yeah. they're going on about he's not international level. If he is, he's is it because it. he's got he into a final, semi final, and, and save penalties and everything. It must, it, yeah. it, it's his personality, mate, because he celebrates saves and he's he doesn't stop. He's like a little, he's as mad as a box of frogs, isn't he? He just can't keep still. And I yeah. just think they used to like having goalkeepers like 
Peter Schmeichel and stuff, who were just like robots and brilliant goalkeepers, by the way. But he would never have seen that type of behaviour from them. He's just different, isn't he? I think that's what it is. And people don't like, are afraid of things that are different. I think that's what it is. That's yeah. why he works so well with us, though. I think that's why he fits so well with Everton. Yeah. Because we're all fucking mad as well. You mean? I'm not sure. I'm a touch of lunacy about you, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. He's the monk, isn't he? From Football Factory. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> stuff going on inside his head that we can't see. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Knocking people out and everything. Choke slamming everyone. But, uh, yeah, it's great to see that from Jordan Pickford and... Uh, Oh, Bola, Newcastle fans had a fantastic trip home. Well worth it. Well done. Yeah. Here at St. James's Park. Up the tune. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, last thing on the match. And Kieran Trippier can't be a man of the match, even oh, though he was. Oh, hell. So, Jamie, I'll come to you first. Just Don't go into it, but who, who was your man of the match? Seamus Coleman. Okay. No explanation needed. That's it. Melinda? Difficult, isn't it? You can say the same if you want. Do you want me to tell you why Seamus Coleman, I think? Because he's Seamus Coleman. Because he's, he's come back from that injury yeah. and said to, said to Andy Gordon, just get in that skyrocket there, fella. There's no pockets in there, yeah. but just get, get in there. And Andy Gordon, which I thought he did as well, he absolutely shit himself. Because oh, yeah, I never first, even come on to him, did I? Two minutes in. Coleman gets right, and I don't know that you noticed this, Paul, but Andy Gordon getting instructions off Eddie Howe, and Seamus Coleman stood next to him, listening to him, and Eddie Howe's pushing Coleman away. <laughs> and I'm going to him, mate, look at that, he's going, like, no, do you remember, um, I forget who did it now, and it's very famous where they're getting, like, things off the manager, was it Pep with Mourinho? That Cole Palmer done, that Cole Palmer done the season, didn't he? And I just thought to come back uh that sort of pressure in that big game to do what he did, I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Not even going to Anthony Gordon, he was just irrelevant. I mean yeah, he sounds better all the cheeky little smiles and that to the Newcastle fans. I mean yeah, you well, lad. Yeah, see you later. But, all uh, that mattered to me really was just the result. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. It's all I mean, it it, it it did help singing Gordon. What's his goal? That felt good, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, absolutely. Hmm. Um, I, I almost want to go like, ugh. like for me, I I do I I think Branthwaite was absolutely brilliant. To be honest with you, I I, I was gonna go with Coleman or, or Branthwaite, so I'll I'll, I'll say Branthwaite. Well, I was going to say Blantweet, so... Oh, well, it ain't too bad. <laughs> you we'll edit, so we'll edit, we'll edit, we'll edit all that out and, you know, I'll just say Blantweet. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. Go Cheers. Yeah. You did say you agreed to it a lot. Oh, was someone did, but then I'll go with Dwight McNeil. Brilliant. So, yeah. But it was yeah, going to be Blantweet, so uh, nice one, Melinda. I'm glad, that we, I'm glad that Edie has never picked Jack Harrison then, though. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was I on he there was for me. He was on there. No, I don't mean it. Like, I don't yeah. mean that. I mean, like from before, I'm saying he's captain. You go, well, because he's man, the match is just like doesn't look good. <laughs> well, now apparently Everton now now this could be wrong because you know we don't do our facts very well, but have as many <laughs> wins now as we did throughout the whole of last season. That's an unbelievable oh. stat, isn't it? Wow. wow. What a so we now be ninth or tenth. We'd have twenty points. And we would only be six or seven points behind Man United, who are going for the Champions League. That's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? Thanks for that, Paul. Yeah. Yep, yeah, cheers. for sure. Thanks, listen, we, you know, <laughs> the, main, the main reason I'm saying that is 
Listen, I wanted Sean Dyche gone after Arsenal, but hmm? proofs in the pudding. Yeah, I'll say that one again. He's getting yeah. good results, isn't he? And, and it's starting to feel like Everton again, isn't it, Melinda? Yeah, to touch on that, like, you know, I know there's been some tweets going around this week about, oh, wow, can't believe you ever wanted Deitch out. Like, well, if you didn't want Deitch out, then there was something wrong. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if that did not cross your mind when all that was crap was going on with our club and then you're a bit delusional. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to start to question things, don't you? And if you're not, then you're not really being rational about things. So it'd be great if we could all sit here and go, oh yeah, we kept the faith, you know, in Sean Dyche. And trust me, I am very glad that I'm being proved wrong. Like, I love the man. Yep. Like, I love the man. Get him a bloody medal. Give him his bald head a little rub and a kiss. Like, all day. Lampard levels of love. <laughs> um... Frankie Lamb is a different type of love, I think, really. But uh, <laughs> we do love a little Sean Dyche, you know. Um, but yeah, just you know, an absolute credit to him. He is he's getting credit where credit is due. Um, yeah. My hat goes off to the to, to the to the lad. I'm I'm so grateful for him, and I'm just grateful that it's turned around, you know, and we're getting the results that that we need. Um, but yeah, you know, try not to dwell so much on, like you know, if, if anyone's listening and you know, are are you thought two but, months ago? Yeah, totally just don't, don't dwell on it. Like, you know, like we all had, you know, we're all entitled to our opinions, but just try not to hold certain things over people's heads. I think sometimes, you know, people try and get a kick out of things that are just a bit, it's like, just let it go, mate. Like, you know, it's it, it, all, all about opinions. And I, and I understand that, but that for me this week, I was like, all right, are we really bringing this back up again? You know what I mean? I was like, just let it go. Like, just let yeah. it go. We're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were right. You were right to question the manager at the time. And I'm sure if you were sitting speaking to Sean Dyche face to face, he'd probably go, "Yeah, you know what? If I was in your shoes, I'd be thinking, what What the heck's going on here?'" Seeing Michael Keane, he said the it. Damn team sheet. He said it in his interview. Every single he said week, he knows, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows there's been noise around him, and he knows that the, some fans like myself were wanted them gone at some point this season. Yeah, but you know, he's 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 dug his heels into that ground, and and he's 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 done his job very well. And I just really, really want things to continue to to improve like just keep getting better we have to we have to stay positive and we and we have to keep keep the consistency going as well that's the most important thing yeah it's just i think a lot of fans think that you know when you're criticizing the certain players or manager that you get some sort of kick out of being right it's not you want to be wrong but yeah i think you're lying to yourself if you if you don't say what you're feeling at the time especially yeah. in football like it's it's a massive game of opinions and it can change week by week you can think of players shite one week and best things in sliced bread the next week. That's the game. It's nothing new. Social media's made it seem like it's this new thing. It's not that the game has always been about opinions. But whenever and have good wins, if the first thing you're thinking about is I'm gonna go after Paul Brown and say, What what were you saying about Sean Dykes? Then you're not really enjoying it for me. I mean, you you're sucking your, your own enjoyment out of the game for me. I mean, just enjoy it. I haven't winning. Jamie, I know no, it's something that you you've You've been going on about this week, haven't you? It's annoying, isn't it? Oh, it does my it does my head in, mate. Honestly, I don't understand it. It's so. This is the biggest game in the world that opinions change like the wind. You know, it just does. It it, it honestly does, and we were right. We've come on this podcast. We've been beat by Luton. We've been beat by Wolves. We've been beat by Fulham, Arsenal. We were just nowhere to be seen, and. For us to come on and go, ah, now you know what? I think he's going to be the right manager and we're going to be sound under him. We'd have all just gone, well, what's the point in you being here? Genuinely, like, honestly, like, 
What are we meant yeah. to do except being in the bottom three, except being bottom and getting beat by Fulham at home. Now we might go, well, we were creating chances in them games. Well, that's fine. It's a results business, it's a results yeah. game. But we created chances against Manchester United and they beat us 3 0. So, yeah. you know, you, you, was, you didn't, you were all saying about like, oh, we're still on this mad path. If you honestly, I think it, I don't know whether this exists, but it's passive negative. Linda, I don't know whether this exists, you'll have to tell me. But it's like, it's like you're negativity. Yeah, it's like you. It, <laughs> yeah, but it's like you going. Oh, I told you so. Uh, messing, but in your head, yeah. you're like, oh, I must have a little go with them. Uh, where's me Twitter? Let me get on these short dice out, people. Mate, yeah. put your phone down, put the match on, and just enjoy Everton winning. Because if yeah. and there's loads of people out there that are that terrified to have an opinion, whether it's good or bad, you just sit in the fence that much. That the splinters in your ass. Splinters in your ass. <laughs> yeah. They can never be wrong. You can go, my I never said it. Yeah, because you don't say anything anyway. You know, me so you know yeah. what's the point in having a voice if you're not going to use it? Yeah, well that's I've always been that way when it comes to football and especially Everton I'll uh, it can look listen, I look back on tweets and stuff and go, Jesus Christ, did I really say that? But it's because that's how I was feeling at the time. It's sort of like that. It it needs I needed to get it out in, in word form on on a platform somewhere, but doesn't mean I don't want them to do well. I want them to prove me wrong. And proving me wrong means Everton are winning games. And that, that makes me very happy. So, yeah. Well, it's, uh... it... Oh, no, I was going to say super quick. It just, it comes from a place of passion. That's yeah. that's only, that's that's what it comes down to. It's not about wanting to make Sean Dyche feel bad and go home and cry in his bed. Like, that's not what we're here to do. Like, we don't want to make the, the man feel bad. It's just, we're, we love this club so much. And it, it means so much to every single one of us, you know, and like you said, Paul, I'd love to be proven wrong. I don't care. Prove me wrong all day because that means that we are succeeding. We're growing. We're improving. So yeah, we're not here to make people feel bad. Even when we talk about players as well, we're not here to make players feel bad, you know, to have them don't go home it. and be upset. Like we're not, we don't enjoy it. We don't want them to, but it's a results business. And at the end of the day, if you're like the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result and not getting it. That's insane. So you either say something and speak up about it, or you just sit there and you're complacent. So I feel like some fans will get on your back if you're just like accepting it. And other fans will get on your back if you're saying an opinion about it and speaking up about it. So you know what, Evertonians just do whatever feels right in your heart. Speak up if you want to, or don't, it doesn't matter. Your opinion's still valid. That's all I wanted to say, really. It's your opinion. It's your <laughs> yeah, opinion. Exactly. No, you're right. You're spot on. You're actually spot on. And listen, if Everton lose every game now between New Year, I want them sacked again. And I make no apologies for it. That's just who I am. I'm not going to try and shy away from who I am. I, I am to results thing, and I don't want to see my team losing. I'm sick of it. But, yeah. Yeah, Jamie, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to sort of make the point that I don't think there's any Arsenal fans sat there now going, well, you wanted that set out. Because they did. They all wanted a lot of eighty percent of them yeah. when they were bottom of the league wanted Arteta out. They had shirts and everything printed Arteta out. Now they make songs about him because he's got them in the Champions League. It's football. It changes. If it was all the same and, and everything that like you say come to fruition and then everything that everyone says happened, it'd be boring. It'd be a boring game. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um. Right, we'll move on to other stuff now. A little bit of breaking news has come out tonight regarding Deli Alley from Time Sport. Breaking news. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently Everton have... T- I've got my yellow tie on here. Uh, apparently Everton <laughs> have turned down an offer from Tottenham Hotspur 
to alter the terms of a £10 million deal agreed as part of the transfer of Deli Alley. Spurs have made an offer to reduce the fee to £8 million in exchange for decreasing the required number of appearances. The deal would ease the potential financial burden on Everton while making payments to Spurs more likely. Both clubs remain open to, ne to renegotiating the deal, particularly as the clause could represent an obstacle to Delhi reviving his career. Um, I don't know what he's making up, but apparently Delhi Ali's contract is up at the end of the year, so he'll be a free agent. This says to me that Tottenham are trying the best to get money off Everton as soon as possible. And Everton have just got to hang on for a better deal. Uh, but unfortunately, it probably means that Deli Ali will only, if he does play, will only he won't play much. It'll be three to five games and then you won't, you may not see him again. Don't know if anyone wants to pick up on that or... I think he. Uh, I think he's getting... The ball's in Everton's court, isn't it? You said in the group that Everton are in a really good position now because I think in the summer it's finished. Well, if I was Everton, I'd just say, lad, you know what? We're all right at the moment. Get yourself fit. Get yourself in the summer. Get your contract on out to Tottenham and we'll see you in the summer. It's his contract at Everton that's running out. That's a, oh, oh, right, I see. Yeah, but then He's if he... a player, but if he plays, if, like, I think if he plays seven more times, we have to pay Tottenham. Yeah, but it, it, is, that, it, is that because if we, at any point in his career, can no, we not, like, let it run we out have to pay and sign him on a new deal? Oh, we, I think we probably could, yeah. I don't think there's any stopping us from doing that. That's what I mean. Whether we want to play him this year, we, if we wanted to play him from now until the end of the season, I don't think we can afford. We said we said this before on the pod. We can't actually afford the ten million for him. Yeah. Whereas Tottenham are saying we'll we'll put the appearance fee down, and he'd only give us eight million. So they they've got Daniel Levy. He's one of the best in the business of trying to get the get deals for this club. So I think they're going to come going to have to come back to the table with, with a better deal. I think Everton will probably hold off for maybe four to five million, and then you might see them buy him then give him a new contract possibly. Well, yeah, that'd be a That'll be the best case scenario, I think, really. Yeah, for yeah. Dali Ali for four or five million quid, and we can, yeah. and he's free to play, and there's not nothing going over him anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, contract wise, Everton aren't like, oh, you can only play five. Everton just go, go and play, lad. Go and get ready now. You, you're free to, to play for this club yeah. as many times as you want. Um, that would change the game completely, completely. Yeah, I could be wrong, completely wrong there, by the way, but I don't think Everton in a position while this triple seven stuff is up in the air to. To say no. to Tottenham is eight million pounds. It's too much money. Even eight million pounds, too much money. For a player who we don't know, we don't know what he's going to come back and be like, do we? You're taking a massive gamble, aren't you? Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. And there's a thing Melinda said before as well. If there is money in the pot, you'd probably like to see it go on a Jack Harrison permanent first, and yeah, maybe getting Deli Ali 10, 15 games out of him. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Well, Melinda just needs to get the overtime, and she can pay for Jack Harrison herself. Just, I don't think they'll need to do. I don't think Leeds would deal, but as you know, I think they have to. It's in his clause. They have to. No, it was in his clause that if they got relegated, he was allowed to leave on, on loan. But as a permanent, that's down to them, then, isn't it? No, it there's a there's a set fee. Obviously, at the end of his loan, I think so. Yeah. Again, if we were at something about us, we'd check into that, but we haven't. So, but no, I think it is. There's a set fee after the loan. Everything can. Trigger that at any moment. You can trigger it now and buy him. So Melinda, find out what it is. Get your over. Get, get your overtime in, Gail. Get. <laughs> get Christmas is coming school. up, and um, well, I don't have any, you know, close family here, so I will be working overtime. <laughs> get overdraft. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, just uh, before we get on to Chelsea, we'll only touch quickly on Chelsea. Uh, the Liverpool Echo reporting that Everton have sought clarification from officials on Sky after the broadcaster's editorial position in relation to the club. That's referring to the Andy Burnham interview for being not being shown, which was criticising the points deduction and Sky's portrayal of the fans, which is uh, basically making out that we're all animals. They, they even had a reporter on the Whittle the other day because he said he couldn't go anywhere near Goodison because he was afraid of what could happen. He's he since backtracked and given me his due. He's apologised for the things he said, but it's a peaceful protest, isn't it? And uh, I'm glad to see that Everton are fighting back. Melinda, would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a bit... Um, it massively kicked off when when that when that came out on Twitter. Um, and rightfully so. You know, I just, I just think... It, it never it, it never seems to end for a club like when it rains it really does pour <laughs> like, you know what I mean so yeah absolutely I think I think that was a very powerful thing to statement sort of to cut to come out and yeah we just need to start fighting back we gotta start standing our ground dig our heels and we're not as we always say we shall not be moved we're not going to be moved we're, we're not going anywhere so yeah very very good support that yeah. 100% mm-hmm. Jamie, the more you look, you see it now. I think that ten point deduction was brought in to stop us from getting in the Champions League, wasn't it? So. Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were a bit worried about the parade that happened, wouldn't he? So I think they've uh, stopped us, but listen, it won't stop us. That ten yeah. points will just won't 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 matter anyway at the end of the season. That's all Please. we need. But God. We're playing against a team who we we would actually be ahead of in the table. Chelsea would up and down at the moment, you mean talk about a bipolar club. They spent a billion. And then on under any investigation, uh, sorry, I just wanted to look into the Jack Harrison thing. Just circle back to that. Oh, I cannot believe it. said circle back. Ew, that's like so corporate. <laughs> like, ew, what the hell was that? Um, so apparently the move is understood to be a straight loan without an option to buy. Uh, um, but know. there is a release clause included, which can be invoked. So during any time. Spell. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's the same thing. Doesn't say how much. Does it say what his release clause is? I'm sure um, someone said 14 million. I could be wrong there. Doesn't I'm trying to find um because I want to make sure everyone on this podcast knows that we are fact checkers. So I thought I would just do a yeah. little research. No, um well but no, I, I can't seem to find anywhere in here. It, it just says oh, uh da, da, da. yeah, no, it doesn't say. I'm sure maybe that, just, maybe, when, he, when maybe we first ran it, it said 14 million. Now I could be wrong there. Yeah. That's not it's not that's not a horrible fee, really, but I mean we're broke, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Get your old time in, you'll be all right. Hey, anything for not you, a horrible Jack. fee for us, it's you. You've got to save it. <laughs> anything for Jack Harrison. What yeah, a guy. But, what a guy. But going back to Chelsea, what a mm. guy. Going back to Chelsea, we'd actually be adding them in the table and for that points deduction there. Oh, are. stop it. That's painful. I know that. It, it, they're just a weird team, aren't they, Chelsea? I mean, they won't they won't be looking forward to playing here tomorrow. But at the same time, if you spend that much money and got that many good players in the team, that you could actually turn it on at any moment. So we do need to be careful there. But Jamie, would you make any changes? Because can you see James Coleman playing two games in a week after a, after a long injury out like that? Can you see James Garner coming back in? There's talks of Onana being back. Um, Everton are actually looking all right on the injury front at the moment. Andy Gomez is back if you include yeah. him in the squad. Uh, would you make any changes to the starting eleven? If everybody's fit, let's say everyone's fit, apart from Delhi. No, uh, sorry, I would make changes, um, but they wouldn't be from the new, the Nottingham Forest starting eleven. So it would be Beto and Calvin Lewin. I'd probably go the same team that beat Nottingham Forest. I don't think Coleman. If Coleman's fit, I'd put Coleman in. Start Beto, sorry. 
start better. No, no, I'd put Calvin because Beto starts again, not so good for us, didn't he? So I'd play oh, yeah. Calvin Lewin, and then if Coleman is fit, I'd play Coleman over Young. But sounds mad, this this is like a complete circle. But I wouldn't be bothered if Young played. I think, you know, after that performance, I think he's played quite well. So, you know, Edrissi Gay coming in, fine. Anara comes in, fine. James Garner comes in, okay. I think we're in yeah. a mad position, mate, isn't it? We're like, okay, yeah, it's a, you know. It's a, it's a crazy one, isn't it? Yeah. So I just keep the same team. That be Forrest, and then definitely take better off with Calvin Lumen and the right back position. I'd let him pick, which he will. But I'm not. I wouldn't be bothered either way. Yeah, Melinda, would you make any changes? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if I throw Coleman right back in. I mean, it, it all depends on when's um has he he uh, we play tomorrow, don't we? So he's probably already spoke about. Did he do a pre-match thingy, Deitch? No, I think it was yeah, after the Newcastle no, game. You don't it? know one after Newcastle. Oh, okay, so okay. It was pretty much the same as you know, Onan and stuff was up in the air. But he's had the extra few days. I think yeah. he's seen him with the rest of the team now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I kind of agree with Jamie. I think it's really nice that we're just so versatile now. You know, like it, I also wouldn't be upset if Patterson was there. You know, I I wouldn't be mad about that either. But yeah, I think. Definitely the game that beat for uh, the team. The game, the team that beat Forest. I think that's a good shout. Just Dominic Calvert Lewin for Beto. I think, you know, if Dominic Calvert Lewin can play a good first half and a little bit, then even Beto came on. I'd be fine with that. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with Patterson slotting in there if need be. Coleman is deemed to be fully fit. I would obviously go with Coleman as my first choice, but yeah. That, what, what what about you, Paul? Yeah. Um. I don't know whether it'd be unfair to play Seamus Coleman again, but listen, if Coleman gives him the thumbs up and says I'm ready to go again, throw him yeah, in. Uh, definitely. I thought Patson done all right when he came on with Young in front of him. I wouldn't be against him playing either. Um, I just think Ashley Young, it's going to sound crazy, is it's one of the first names on the team sheet. And you, you can it clip worked, that if you man. want. I just think he might be because of it his worked. work rate. He just, yeah, I just think yeah. just because of his work rate he is. But uh, Eddie in the midfield, I think it's a Sagan again. has done nothing to deserve to be dropped. Agreed. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's an hard one, it. You put Addison back out on the wing. I know, Jamie, you said you didn't think he, he thought he was the best against um, Newcastle, but yeah, the nice little lot, the nice little headaches to have. But I personally would stick. I don't know. I actually really don't know. I'd probably I throw know. James Garner back in. Well, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? I, mean, I, I, need ta- I think I need a tactics board now because I, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I forgot about James Garner. I know. Mm. Well, let me ask you this question. If at one o'clock tomorrow he plays exactly the same team, that's just been Newcastle. Are you that bothered? No. no. I you think the Corey yeah. is better as the 10 now. That's all I'm thinking. But it means dropping. I think he might drop Ashley Young back to right back. I think he might as well, you know. And put Harrison back on the right. Yeah, and put James Garner back in, like the Forest team, like you said. Yeah, yeah. with Calvert yeah. Lewin. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, we better go because we get our heads up the wall. Yeah, <laughs> we've come a long way here from Tom Davis know, yeah. playing with Mason Holgate and Michael Cade. I I think if he goes with the team that beat Forest or the team that beat Newcastle, I think either or, you sound. Yeah, it's a team. Well, uh, yeah, obviously we've had a few pods and then you know, in the space of a few days, so uh, we'll try our best to get a Chelsea reaction out to you and. I think we play Burnley next week, don't we? On the telly again. So, uh, yeah, good little pod that. And nice one for joining us. Up the Toffees. Up the Toffees. Up the Toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.